For years, advocates have been pushing for improved infrastructure to help prevent injuries and deaths caused by vehicles. It's called Vision Zero and is part of an international push to reduce all car-related fatalities to zero. San Diego is seeing some progress as there were fewer deaths and injuries last year, but the goal of zero remains elusive. For the San Diego Union Tribune, I'm Daniel Wheaton, and this is your San Diego News Fix. Joshua Smith, you cover transportation for the Union Tribune, and we now have the latest information when it comes to the Vision Zero kind of goal that San Diego has. Where are we at right now? So it looks like we're making some progress on our Vision Zero goals to end all traffic fatalities by 2025. Uh, We are seeing um, the deaths uh, at um, one of the lowest points since uh, the city adopted its goal in 2015, and injuries, serious injuries, um, at its lowest point in the last four years. So those are encouraging numbers, although there is reason to still be concerned. I mean, we still have a significant amount of pedestrian deaths, um, Mm -hmm. roughly 22 in 2019, um, compared to, I believe it was 2025 in 2016. So we're trending in the right direction, but there's still a lot of people who are being impacted by this, a lot of families who are losing people abruptly and violently, um, unsuspectingly, when they're you know just crossing the street. Mm-hmm. And another uh, unfortunate statistic that we saw last year was um, the number of people who were killed while bicycling um, increased to, I believe it was six, up from zero over the last couple of years. So that also was a reason for concern. Um, The city has done a number of things over the last couple of years to try to address this issue, probably most notably installing high visibility crosswalks, Mm -hmm. countdown timers for pedestrians, and um, re-timing signals to allow pedestrians to get into crosswalks before drivers get uh, green lights. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can you kind of explain some of those more specific goals that the, the city has been put in place? Because, you know, it's one thing to say we don't want anyone to be killed by a car, but how do you actually stop that in such an auto-centric society we live in? Right. So this movement started in Sweden um, and then spread throughout Europe and the United States. Here in the U.S., we call it Vision Zero. And most of the large cities throughout the country have adopted this. New York City probably has made the most progress on this, although they did also have issue with bike deaths this year and have subsequently pledged to expand their network of protected bike lanes. Um, San Francisco's also made progress, but a lot of cities um, have really struggled with this over mm-hmm. the last five years. Um, Los Angeles seems to not be able to get a handle on on this issue. They continue to have a lot of traffic-related fatalities every year. Um, And here in San Diego, we're no different. An auto-centric, designed city, Mm -hmm. Southern California, it's very hard to... You know, rip up streets, very expensive, I should say, to rip Mm -hmm. up streets and redesign them for both pedestrians and cars. A lot of times that means trying to uh, have incentivize drivers to drive more slowly, often by narrowing lanes, Uh putting in roundabouts, uh, speed bumps, that that kind of thing. Um, And so all of these these changes can be 
can be expensive, but then there are little things that the city has done that are less expensive, like improving the crosswalks and uh, retiming the signals. Mm-hmm. When it comes to kind of the advocacy class of San Diegans, what's their take on how San Diego is doing to solve this problem? Well, San Diego, the city of San Diego uh, has uh, ceded a lot of the control to the local nonprofit Circulate San Diego. Mm-hmm. And Circulate's really kind of taken the helm on this. They've been pushing the city to identify a number of hot spots. You know, they often call them the fatal 15. So they look up the most dangerous intersections, pressure the city to make changes there. And then mm-hmm. once those are done, move on to the next fatal 15. Although what we've learned uh, over recent years, or one, or maybe I should say one trend in trying to address this, is that these collisions are so spread out throughout the entire city that just focusing on say 15 intersections at a time is going to take a is going to have be a, it's going to be a long time before we really have an impact. Mm-hmm. So a new approach is called the systemic approach and I wrote about that in um, this most recent article where they look at not only the areas that have the highest uh, number of crashes and fatalities but the types of intersections that cause drivers to miss pedestrians or miss bicyclists Mm -hmm. and then try to make small uh, cost-effective changes at those types of intersections or under those kinds of um, circumstances. Mm -hmm. And so one of the big things, one of the big um, scenarios in which pedestrians get hit is when drivers are making right or left turns um, at four-way intersections. Mm -hmm. And so now the city's really focused on trying to do um, changes at these at certain intersections that kind of fit the profile of a dangerous intersection when, when there's a, um, a significant amount of traffic and you also have um, a lot of pedestrians crossing the street and kind of high pressure turns for drivers making lefts and rights where they have to look for oncoming traffic as well as people mm-hmm. and the, the the new the latest greatest thing now is to try to Retime the signals so that um, when a driver is um, waiting at a stop sign, or I'm sorry, waiting at a stoplight, when a driver is waiting at a stoplight, the uh, stop they don't get the green until the pedestrians have already had the walk signal for um, something like five seconds, I mm-hmm. believe. So it they're is. already like walking to the intersection. Right, right. So they've already established their presence in the intersection, and then at the same time, they're installing these LED no turn on red signs to also keep the the pedestrian safe and keep the the cars from moving into the intersection while the pedestrian gets um, established. And and these these signs, you may see them there, these these LED signs that light up um, really bright, say no turn, you know, have the Mm -hmm. the circle with the line through it, no turn on red, and then they they go away Mm -hmm. once the pedestrian is there. So it's not that you can't make a no turn on red in, in these intersections all the time, just in specific times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes sense. So now that San Diego has this date set, what happens if we don't reach that goal? Is there any kind of mechanism in place that, you know, forces the city to do something differently? No, this is all just, you know, voluntary, you know, the the public pressure probably, mm-hmm. right? Advocacy groups saying, hey, you pledged to do this, so we're halfway through the goal. What have you done? Let's check in. It just brings public pressure. And now we're getting into the next budget cycle. So the question is, how much is the city going to spend 
on Vision Zero this year. Um, last year, I believe they spent uh, roughly 13 million. Before that, it was 18 million, and somewhere around 10 or 11 million for the two previous years before that. So, the the city has a mobility board that looks at these Vision Zero issues pretty closely, and they've outlined you know close to 40 million dollars in projects that they they'd like to see mm-hmm. done. Um, of course, that's kind of like a wish list. We'll see what the city actually comes back with. Um, you know, doing this stuff is, is super expensive. Uh, ripping up entire streets, putting in roundabouts. It's going to take a long time to really see um, results, I think, because mm-hmm. the whole city needs to be overhauled, right? Yeah, it's like you basically designed a city that's dangerous for pedestrians. So that's the problem that we're facing. Yeah, and I don't think that's controversial. You know, I mm-hmm. think we can say that. Yeah, we're, you know, auto-centric Southern California. Like, a lot of these streets were designed to make the cars go as fast as possible through these neighborhoods, um, whether they're on surface streets or on freeways. And a big piece of this is trying to figure out how to slow them down. People don't want to be slowed down, right? Mm-hmm. They want to get to their destination. They don't like the idea that they have to be um, reduce their speeds. And it's extremely difficult because in California, the way that speed limits are set is using something called the 85th percentile, which means that um, every 10 years or so, uh, city employees have to go out, traffic engineers, and measure the take um, speed. They have to take the speed of people moving through a specific uh, intersection or spe- specific street. And then the street by law, by California law, mm-hmm. the speed limit on that street has to um, be set at whatever uh, speed 85% of the cars are driving at, mm-hmm. or the, the the top speed that 85% of the cars are driving at. Mm-hmm. So it kind of forces speed limits to be higher than they might be in other places in the country. Right. Uh, well, no, this is a pretty common law throughout the country, too. Other mm-hmm. places use the 85th percentile. A lot of places do. But, yeah, so but there is a movement in California to try to um, change that rule mm-hmm. because it just makes it so hard to lower speed limits. And if you don't go out and do the survey, well, then the police can't enforce the speed limit on a section of, of road that has an expired speed survey. So they're, they're kind of caught, you yeah. know, and you end up with these, these speed limits that keep creeping up. So the response has been, okay, well, can we just redesign the streets so that people go slower using things like roundabouts? And, um, you know, we've seen a lot of neighborhoods get um, very frustrated recently at the San Diego Association of Governments, uh, which is uh, proposed putting, well, is in the process of putting a bunch of roundabouts, many roundabouts in streets in San Diego as part of a protected bike project, mm-hmm. bike work. Um, bike lane network that they're putting in. Mm-hmm. So we know that politically that this is this is difficult. Certainly. And over the past two years, I suppose, um, we saw the rise of scooters and bikes that really kind of changed the conversation when it comes to mobility that isn't a car. But now that we're seeing all those companies leave, is that changing the conversation or is it still continuing as it was maybe a year ago? Um. I don't know. You know, I, th- I think it's too early to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, you know, we saw we saw scooter deaths in in the city of San Diego, a number of um, injuries as well. So, I mean, it, it's definitely part of the mix now. But yeah, we're in flux, right? Because 
Lime Scooter just left. We've had other scooter companies leave. It seems like we don't have the density of scooters downtown, especially not along the boardwalk where they just passed a ban. Mm -hmm. So the scooter landscape is changing so fast, it's really hard to say how it's really going to impact Vision Zero in the long run. All right. Josh Emerson-Smith, thank you so much. Good to be here. In other news, a resident of the Kensington neighborhood is fighting back against plans to remove California pepper trees. Maggie McCann won a restraining order against the city, which had planned on chopping down a pepper tree that shaded her property. The city said that some trees in the neighborhood are damaging the sidewalk. While her legal fight may save her tree, others in the area are likely to be felled. Thanks for listening to the San Diego News Fix, which goes live weekdays at 5 p.m. If you also like your news in your email inbox, we've got you covered. You can sign up for breaking news, top headlines, business, sports, entertainment, watchdog, caregiving, and more. We've also got Boletines en Español, plus emails for Pacific Magazine and a host of community newspapers. Just go to uniontrip.com newsletters. Until next time.